share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy. Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Dylan Dorino, and you're listening to the first episode of the Hoop View podcast. Um, if you don't know who I am, like I said, my name is Dylan Dorino. Um, just to give some background information on myself, I'm from Kingsville, Texas. I've lived here all my life. I'm currently about to finish up my freshman uh, year of college. And, you know, starting a podcast has always been in the back of my mind. And with the COVID-19 going around and uh, us having to be in quarantine, I figured this is the perfect time to uh, make that leap and finally start it up. And it's been fun so far. It's been a lot. Uh, it's been a lot of learning. And, you know, I haven't even put my first episode on, you know, I'm still figuring things out every single day. But uh, other than that, to get get this podcast started, I'm going to give a little description about what the show will be about. Um, the point of me making this show is to really just get um, basketball information out to listeners. You know, I love the game of basketball. It's always been a part of my life. And uh, after graduating high school, I didn't want it to stop being a part of my life. And I figured this is the way I can connect to more people and keep talking about something that I love every single day. So yeah, other than that, let's get to it. Um, some of the topics I'll be going over today are the local high school basketball um, predictions for next season. Um, I see a lot of websites that put out predictions and how they'll be ranked and who's not going to make playoffs and stuff like that um, for some of these districts. And I just don't think that they're that accurate. They don't go out and watch these kids play. They just base it off of how they're doing that past season, which is okay. But I feel like I have a better understanding having played with some of these guys, played against some of these guys. And just going and watching the games and seeing how they're developing uh, game after game. So that's one of the topics I'll be covering. So without further ado, let's get started with our first topic, which will be the local high school basketball's 2020-2021 season predictions. Um, These predictions will be for the District 31-3A district in South Texas. Uh, This district includes seven teams, which include London High School, Heberville High School, San Diego High School, Banqueta High School, Bishop High School, Santa Gertrudis Academy, and Falfiris High School. Um, these rankings are totally in through my eyes and in my opinion. Um, just based off what I've seen these past couple seasons playing in this district before. Um, also going to the games last season. Um, you know, just watching these players develop and um, what I believe will be big players in the future, how they will do. This is totally all in my opinion. Um, so without further ado, let's get started. Um, in seventh place, I have Heavenville High School. Some of the negatives I think that will affect their season is losing four seniors, um, three of them which were starters. I just feel like they need some experience, and that's really all that they're lacking. They're a young team. Some of the positives I think they will be able to have next season is that they do have some young up-and-coming guards. Um, they're not very big, but they are very fast, which I think that will help them um, you know, move the ball up in transition and not letting the defense get set up. Um, but I think the biggest positive that they will have next season is this big mentor that they've established. Um, this big man trio includes seniors Matthew Tolentino, Haya Lopez, and Tomas Rivera. Uh, these bigs are very, very tall, very, very big, and very, very strong. I think it's going to help them when it comes to rebounding, which I think they lack these past couple seasons. So I think those two things will be very, very big positives coming up this season. And they are just gaining more experience, getting um, people who are seniors and juniors, you know, just gaining some more experience over the years. So that's what I have for Hebronville. In front of Hebronville High School in sixth place, I have Banquete High School. Um, some of the negatives that I think that they'll experience this season is uh, losing four seniors. Um, one of those seniors being uh, Quentin Inojosa, uh, who was one of their star players last year. He could hit the three, 
a very good shooter, very good finisher. Um, he was a first-team All-District recipient last year, so I think that's going to be a big loss for them. But some of the positives I have going for them is uh, Josh Moreno, who is a senior. Um, I think he's ready to play a bigger role in the team now that he's a senior. He transferred from John Paul after his sophomore year, so I think him gaining that year of team chemistry is just going to help them in the long run. Um, another senior that I think will help them is Cedric Alvarez. Um, uh, like I said, he's a senior. He averaged 15 points last season, so I think he's going to be their leading scorer now that Quentin Hinojosa is gone and definitely going to be the number one option when it comes to the offensive side of the game. Um, the last positive I have for them is just them having a young group of sophomores coming up. I think um, new faces and new talent coming up is just going to help them, and that's why I have them coming in at sixth place. In front of Banquete coming in at fifth place, I have Fafiris High School. Um, last year, uh, Fafiris did make the playoffs and even almost managed to knock out number one seed Santa Rosa Warriors, but just couldn't get it done at the end of the game. Um, some of the negatives I have for them is them losing six seniors um, this year. Um, that's a lot of seniors to lose in one year, so I think that will hurt them. But hurting them even more, I think, will losing stars Brad Ainsley and offensive MVP Mondo Ramos from last season. Um, I think those are two big shoes that they will need to find players to fill, but I think in no time they will. But I just don't have them making the playoffs this year just because those are two big holes that they need to fill, and I'm not sure they'll be able to get it done in one season. But some of the positives I do have are Robert Garcia, who is a senior. He's a lengthy shooter. Um, he can shoot the ball very well. He averaged 10 points a game in district, but I think uh, him having a bigger role this season will allow him to uh, score more uh, from the three-point line. Um, the next player I have is Zach Wattis, who is also a senior. Uh, he's a good two-way player, averaged 1.5 steals a game in a block a game last season, while also averaging nine points a game. Um, I think all these stats will go up, uh, him having more minutes and um, more experience playing this year as a senior. One of the last players I want to go over is Regino Benavides. Uh, he's going to be a junior this year, and I think this man is a future star. He's a Charles Barkley type player. Uh, he's a very, very good rebounder, and I was looking at his stats from last season, and uh, I just think he'll have a very, very bright future. I think he's a possible 10 points and 10 rebounds a game guy, but we'll just have to wait and see. But as of now, I have them coming in at fifth place. When it comes to these next three places, uh, which is fourth place, third place, and second place, I definitely think it's going to come down to which team shows up and which team wants it more each time they play each other. These three teams are very, very good, and I believe that they're very, very equal. But uh, when it comes down to how many players they're losing, what players they have coming up next season, uh, is the reason that I set them in these places. So in fourth place, I have Santa Gadrudis Academy. Um, some of the negatives that I have for them is losing four seniors. Of those four seniors, two of them being stars Trent Wheeler and Kenny Williams. Um, both of those players were first-team All-District recipients last season, and I just believe um, filling those holes in their offensive scheme is going to be a little bit hard. But some of the positives that I have for them is uh, Ilan Escobedo, who's a senior. Um, this kid's a beast on the boards. Um, he's a post-up threat, and I just believe with a bigger role this season, uh, he'll be able to shine a little bit more than he has in past seasons. Um, another player is Kirby Owen. Uh, he's also a senior. He's a very, very good role player. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he's a hustler. I see this kid get after loose balls, rebounds, stuff like that. And he has a very, very high Q. I've seen this kid take so many charges, I can't even keep track of them. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be a very good positive to their um, game this season. Uh, last player I want to go over is Caden McClure. He is a sophomore. Um, he won Newcomer of the Year last season in the district. Uh, this kid's a sharpshooter. Um, I see him having a very, very bright future when it comes to their offensive scheme uh, in the next couple years. Um, and just another group of young, upcoming sophomores um, that I think are really, really going to help their offense this season. And so that's why I have Seneca Trudis coming in at fourth place. Coming in at third place, I have Bishop High School. Um, some of the negatives that I think they will face will be losing two of their seniors, one of them being first-team all-district recipient Rudy Liao. 
Um, he was a big part of their offense last season. I just believe it's going to be a hard position to fill. Um, but I don't think it will be hard enough to where they do not make the playoffs. Um, some of the positives that I have is Adam Gonzalez. Uh, he's a senior. He's a three-level scorer, which means he can shoot the three, he can hit the mid-range, and he can finish at the rim. I do believe he will be their first scoring option going into this next season. And I think that's going to help them, especially because he's tall and lengthy, so he's a very good defender. Another player I want to talk about is Noah Poole. Uh, he's going to be a sophomore this season. Last year, he had a very, very good season as a freshman. Um, ended up earning a starting spot before district. Uh, this kid is a defensive pest. He's very quick and very good at driving to the basket and getting fouls. So I do believe that he's going to be a big part of their offense coming up this next season. Another player I want to go over is Ray De La Garza. He's going to be a junior this year. And I think now being an upperclassman and having more experience, he's ready to take charge and lead the team. Um, he's a very, very good shooter. He can hit the three uh, very well. And he's also very good at getting to the basket and creating contact, drawing fouls and stuff like that. So I think uh, pairing him and Noah Poole in the backcourt is just going to be very, very good for them. Uh, so I can't wait to see what them two do this season. Another player I want to talk about is Jace Wilson. Uh, he's going to be a sophomore this season. He missed district last year due to an injury, but before district play started, he was a very elite scorer um, for the Bishop offense. He can shoot the three, drive to the basket, and he's very good at drawing fouls. And I just think if he's allowed to come back, that he will be a big part of their offense once again, but this time for district play. Last player I want to mention is Donnie Thomas. Um, he's going to be a freshman this year. Last year as an eighth grader, he was a phenom. Uh, this kid hit crazy amounts of shots and so many three-pointers last year. Uh, he has a very lengthy build, and I do believe that he has a bright future in this program. And I do believe that he's going to be a very good player to have as that last resort on the bench to come in and you know hit a couple shots for the team. And I think that will help the team a lot in the long run. And that's why I have Bishop coming in at third place. In front of Bishop coming in at second place, I have San Diego. A couple of negatives I have for them is that they're losing three seniors, one of them being star Vincent Luvano, uh, who was a first-team all-district recipient last season. Um, you know, losing him is going to be a big challenge for them, but I think they'll overcome it. Um, some of the positives that I have for them is Cortez Gonzalez, who is going to be a senior this year. He averaged 13 points a game last year as a junior. Uh, he's a sharpshooter and a very good defender, so I think he'll be able to help them on both sides of the court with a bigger role this year. Uh, the next player I have is uh, Jaden Uribe. Um, he is a junior, a star big man, won defensive MVP last season, averaged eight points, five rebounds, and one block a game last season. So I think, again, all those numbers will go up, and that will play an even bigger role um, as, a, as a junior. Uh, the next player I have is Isaac Trevino, who is also a junior. This kid is a two-way star, but was also out for district last season due to an injury. Uh, he was a starter his freshman year, so I do think that he'll be fine coming back uh, this next season. Uh, but he definitely has big expectations that he needs to meet this season, uh, being out from last season. And the last player I want to talk about is Andres Garza, who's a junior. Uh, I've seen this kid play before, and this kid does not get tired. He's a defensive threat. He has quick feet. And uh, on the offensive side, he's a very good role player, getting the bucket here and there, but also getting assists. But I think his big uh, thing that he can bring to the table is his defense, uh, no doubt. And so that's why I have uh, San Diego coming in at second place. Finally, coming in at first place, I have London High School. Some of the negatives that I think they will face uh, this upcoming season is losing six of their seniors. Uh, two of those seniors being starters, RJ Moreno and Luke Calasas, who were both first-team all-district recipients last year. Um, some of the positives I think they can take away, though, is uh, keeping senior Joshua Chesney. Uh, he was the district MVP last season. Uh, he leads the school in all-time scoring. He's in the 1,000-point club and has offers from Texas Lutheran University, Southwestern University, and Arlington Baptist College. Uh, so I think keeping him is going to be a big plus for them, and it will definitely help their offensive uh, play this season. Another player I want to talk about is Ty Leonard. Uh, he's a senior. He's looking for a bigger impact on the team this season. Definitely a good role player last season. 
Uh, and he's a very, very elite defender. He's very, very fast. He can move his feet really, really fast. So I think that's going to help him a lot this season. Another player I think you should watch out for this season is going to be Preston Cazalas. He's going to be a sophomore. He's a very good playmaker and can shoot the three very well. Um, he really broke out last season during the playoffs, uh, hitting some clutch shots for London uh, in the third round against Santa Rosa and knocking them out of the playoffs. So I do believe that his role is going to be very, very big this upcoming season after the coach was able to see the level that he can play at. But I don't think he'll have any problem playing at that level consistently this upcoming season. I want to mention is Bryce Marshall. Um, he's going to be a junior this year. He's an all-around big man. Uh, last season was his first time starting. Um, you know, I think him coming in more developed this year as a junior will definitely help the offense in the post area this upcoming season. And I think they will have all the resources that they need to take another district championship this year. And those are my predictions for the 2020-2021 basketball season of the 31-3A district standings. Um, by no means do I consider myself an expert, but I do believe I have some knowledge playing against these players, playing with these players, um, and watching them play over the past couple years. Um, you know, this is just what I believe will happen. You know, nothing set in stone. Uh, players can get injured. Players from other schools can transfer. Players can blow up out of nowhere. You know, anything can really happen in this game. But I had a lot of fun talking about this topic, and I really just wanted to give recognition to some of those players that deserve it because, uh, you know, being in South Texas, we don't get that much recognition for basketball. But it was really fun to bring light to some of these players and just get their name out there and possibly, you know, have college coaches listening or have anyone that could possibly help them in any way uh, in their basketball careers. Um, so I had a lot of fun tackling this, and that's it for our first topic. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the COVID-19 pandemic that we're currently going through right now. Um, it definitely has taken a lot of the toll on everyone around the world because of how fast and dangerously it has affected us. Um, but for right now, I just want to focus on how it has affected the NBA and just basketball in general. Uh, it really did hurt a lot of people who are part of the NBA. Not only are players not able to play, but the arena workers currently do not have jobs right now. Um, but we know just how close the basketball community is, and really, uh, it really showed when players such as Blake Griffin, Giannis, Kevin Love, and Zion Williamson um, donated thousands of dollars to the people who worked in these arenas. Um, although times are tough right now, NBA players are still finding ways to entertain not just themselves, but fans as well. Um, I know some players like Trey Young, Devin Booker, and Kevin Rand just participated in a 2K tournament that was televised on ESPN. Um, another thing televised on ESPN was a horse uh, game uh, ranging from competitors from Zach Levine to people like Paul Pierce. I mean, we may not know the future for the rest of the NBA season, but the players are still trying to make the best of it. Another big thing that was canceled due to the current pandemic was the 2020 March Madness Tournament, which would have crowned a new national championship this year. Um, I'm sure this has affected not just seniors, but also players looking to improve their draft stock for the 2020 draft. And that brings me to my last topic. Um, the 2020 draft itself, although some players may have wanted to try and up their draft stock, some players are already set for lottery picks. A few players that I believe are making huge impacts in their rookie year um, are going to be prospects such as Cole Anthony, Anyeka Kangu, Lamella Ball, Anthony Edwards, and Vernon Carey. Cole Anthony was projected to be the number one pick before the college season started, but ended up dropping a few spots due to an injury he suffered during the season. Um, although that happened, I have no doubt that he will do amazing things um, during his rookie season. He was a very good player, very explosive, can shoot the ball. He can kind of do everything, so I'm pretty sure he'll um, be good uh, this next season coming up. And I'm pretty sure the person that everyone is waiting to see next season is the one and only LaBella Ball. Um, I hope y'all are excited as I am because I really do believe this kid is going to be a star. Um, my reasoning for that is uh, because of how much experience he has. He played a season in Lithuania, went back to play with Spire Academy, and, and then decided to go play another year overseas. 
Um, he's matured a lot as a person and as a basketball player, and anyone can see that if you pay attention to his progress. Players like Cole and Lamelo are definitely going to do uh, great things in their season, uh, but I do think that later in the draft there are going to be some gems that uh, teams are going to be able to steal and still definitely get some uh, high-caliber players. Um, first person I wanted to mention is RJ Hampton. Coming out of high school, he was projected to be around a top-five pick, and after a year spent overseas, he's now sitting around the 18th pick. Um, I believe that no matter uh, what team picks him, um, whoever drafts him outside the 10th pick is going to get a steal. Yeah, his numbers went down after going overseas for a year, but I feel like playing against those bigger, tougher, older players uh, really allowed him to grow as a basketball player. Um, another steal that I think any team would be lucky to have is Duke's own Trey Jones. Um, after deciding to stay in college for one more year, I'm surprised Jones' draft stock did not go up. In fact, most drafts have him getting picked in the second round, uh, which is kind of shocking to me well, when you look at his averages from last season or from his freshman year to his sophomore year. Uh, he was averaging nine points as a freshman and averaged 16 as a sophomore. Those stats alone put him higher, should put him higher. But also, uh, he hit some big shots this past season, including, including two buzzer beaters during the Duke and North Carolina game. Other than just them two, I mean, there are a bunch of other players such as Cassius Stanley, Jameis Ramsey, uh, Jalen Green. I think all those players will be uh, big assets um, to any team that picks them up, uh, especially because they're projected to go so late. There is this last thing I wanted to do um, when talking about this 2020 draft. And I really did want to pick an early, early prediction of the Rookie of the Year for next season. Um, for me, I believe that it will be LaMelo Ball. He's my favorite pick right now. Um, I mean, he's super tall for being a point guard or shooting guard, whichever one you want to put him at. He could possibly even play the small forward spot. Uh, but he is one of my favorites uh, right now in that draft class. I do believe he's going to do big things. I believe he's going to be better than Lonzo. Um, but you never know. I could be wrong. But in my opinion, and just because I want to see him do great things because of all the things that he's been through with his dad and stuff like that, I really do want to see that kid do great. And I really do believe that he has the ability to win Rookie of the Year. Um, other than that, that's it for all the topics that I'm covering today, guys. Um, it was kind of a short one. I want to definitely expand my podcast a little bit longer as the time goes on. Um, but this is all I could cover today. Um, thank you to everyone who is listening, if you if anyone is listening. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Hoopview Podcast. Um, you know, just try and grow, um, trying to grow my social media for the podcast and let you know when more podcasts will be coming out. So, yeah, if you want to give me a follow, just go to my Instagram or my Twitter. Um, also, be on the lookout on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts if you want to listen to future episodes. Um, if you want to send me ideas, or anything that you want to hear talked about, or if you want to be on the show personally, um, just send me a direct message and we can make something work. Um, just thank you again to all the listeners out there. And if you want me to keep this going, please let me know. I appreciate the feedback. Thank you so much. See you guys later. Well, the next thing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy.